0: Good morning, and welcome to the Dabbling in Discomfort podcast. This is Arlo Gagastein, and I am here with a good friend that I haven't seen for years and years, Todd Becraft. Todd, thanks, thanks for coming. Yeah. I appreciate it. Um, so Todd, it turns out, enjoys doing uncomfortable things <laughs> like like we do as well, and so we're honored to have Todd here. And Todd, uh, tell us a little bit about yourself first. Okay. Who are you? Where are you from? What do you do? Sure. Uh, Arlo and I go way back. Uh, We were really good friends
1: in high school, and we weren't all that different back then. We did really stupid physical things (laughs) just to to find a thrill and challenge ourselves. Uh, I was thinking back the other day to when we rode on rollerblades out to Antelope Island, and they had just covered the the road with gravel, so it it was painful and long, but we said we were going to do it, so we did. No. Uh, so things haven't really changed a lot <laughs> since then. Um, so I grew up here in, in Utah, um, moved to Idaho, it's been quite a few years ago, uh, married my wife 23, almost 24 years ago, and Okay, we spent time, a couple years in Utah, a couple years in uh, Washington, Seattle area, uh, most of our time in Idaho. So we live in Rexburg now, uh, I'm a ninth grade English and speech teacher. Uh, and I am the lead advisor for the Hope Squad at the Junior High. Hope Squad is a, a peer-nominated group of students that get specially trained in suicide prevention and their job is to help other students, to, to find resources, to find help when they're struggling with mental health. So uh, I am passionate about this. I'm, a, I'm an attempt survivor myself, uh, 10th grade in high school I attempted. Um, lucky enough that I survived it and, and I've lost a lot
0: of family. To suicide
1: wow. so I'm passionate
0: yeah about this yeah thing. yeah do you want to tell us your story about 10th grade sure and and this is interesting because I think it's the case a lot of times I had no idea no I don't know <laughs> yeah. <that> anybody did <laughs> yeah um, yeah yeah
1: uh end of ninth grade I guess it was Christmas a uh, December of of my ninth grade year um, I got into a car wreck and it it beat me up pretty good hmm. and over the next several months most of my wounds healed but I had internal pain in my stomach um, some bleeding and eventually it took a year uh, we finally figured out that I had Crohn's disease which is an autoimmune uh, disease back then they didn't even know it was an autoimmune disease they just knew that this is a disease that wreaks havoc on your digestive tract and they had treatments to to help with the symptoms and that was really it Mm -hmm. Um, so Halfway through the, the spring of my ninth grade year, uh, they, I went in for surgery and, and they installed a colostomy bag, which is not a good way to pick up girls in high school. <laughs> uh, so by my 10th grade year, I was not in a good place. So mm-hmm. I smiled. I put on a happy face. Yeah, I yeah, made yeah. sure everybody was laughing all the time. <laughs> um, but internally, I I was struggling. Uh, I just wanted to be like everybody else. yeah. Um, yeah. And the diagnosis back then was was really bleak because it, there just wasn't a lot of information. The prognosis was, you're going to have this your whole life. There's nothing we can do about it. It's wow. super painful, but at least you'll die young. I mean, that was really, oh, that was it. Yeah. And so 10th yeah, yeah. uh, grade year, I, I can't really say there was a specific moment when I started right. to, to think about these things, but clearly it was in my mind all the time. Uh, one night, my parents asked it seems like they were going to a movie or a play or something like that and they asked if I wanted to go Uh, I said no because I was not feeling well and which was true most of the time Uh, and they all left and I hadn't planned it out but as soon as they left as soon as they drove out of the driveway it was almost like a moment of clarity to me Mm -hmm. and I thought I don't have to do this this could be the end for me and I don't have to suffer anymore Uh, and I hadn't planned it out, so I didn't even have the means, Uh, and so I just started to think, "What could I do? How could I do this quickly? Be done?" Uh, And all I could come up with was hanging, and so I found an extension cord and went down into the basement, tied it in the the rafters of the basement, and I hanged myself. Wow. Um, My next memory is in the hospital. Um, Oh my goodness! I the cord broke. It was too thin. Uh, uh, thank goodness. Uh, the cord broke, and I landed on the back of my head uh, on the, the cement. And so uh, I had amnesia for weeks. I, when, I, when my parents came home from the movies, uh, they said they found me underneath the piano, um, balled up, crying. I had blood all over from my, from my head wound. Uh, and I thought I was six years old. And wow. I, when I was six, we lived in North Carolina. I was, I was scared <laughs> to death. I didn't know where I was. I didn't know what was happening. So I have glimpses over the next couple of weeks in the hospital, uh, little bits here and there, and that's really it. And I had in the back of my mind kind of almost like a dream uh, about the hanging, and, and I wasn't really sure if it was even real. Uh-huh. But then one day, my mom came like a month later and showed me the note that i had written oh wow and so when i saw it then i went oh my gosh that was real i actually did that um but for me it was it was a moment of, of reflection and it changed my outlook From yeah there on I, I went i don't want to die I, I i just want the pain to yeah, yeah yeah um we talked to my doctor and the doctor said let's get rid of the colostomy let's let's move on to, to different treatments and so I, it was a good opportunity for me because it, I could just start over clean yeah, yeah, yeah. it worked out great uh, it, unfortunately in those days mental health was taboo we didn't talk about those right. things you just put on a smiley face so uh, my mom asked me once do you want to go talk to somebody and I said no 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 I'm fine uh-huh. and we never talked about it again Wow. Uh, in 2014 uh, my wife's dad Took his own life, hmm. and and it was devastating. He always struggled with depression and anxiety, uh-huh. um, but we didn't we didn't expect it. We didn't yeah, see it coming. Right, right. Uh, huh. And it that was rough. Uh, and so, not long after that, I I told my wife about my own attempt in an effort to help her understand where maybe her dad was. Okay, uh, right, right. And it was the first time I ever said the words, huh. uh, and. For me, it was liberating because I actually said it out
0: loud. Yeah. And and I
1: owned it. But I felt freedom. Uh, I didn't feel shame. I didn't feel embarrassment. I felt like I was just letting off some weight. Right. And so from that point forward, I have been on a mission to get everyone to talk about these things. Uh, And as a junior high teacher, uh, it's unreal how bad the kids struggle. Mm-hmm. We see it every day. Uh-huh. I honestly don't remember the last day that I didn't have a student referred to me that was struggling with mental really? health. I really don't remember oh, wow. the last one. Uh, statistically, in I'm in Idaho, so in yeah, the state yeah, of Idaho yeah. last year, uh, statistically in high school students, um, just under one in five, 19% of high school students last year seriously considered suicide. Wow. 9%, one in 10, attempted Oh my goodness! So we have a problem. Yeah, and, absolutely. And I'm convinced the only way to solve it is to change the narrative. We have right. to be able to talk okay. about these things and be okay with it, and yeah, recognize yeah, that yeah.
0: it's okay to not be okay. Hmm. For sure. Yeah. yeah, I was I uh, I was looking at your, your fundraising page, some of the statistics, and that's that's crazy. Like, yeah. I had no idea. Yeah, yeah. most <laughs> people don't, and I think it's because we just don't talk right about don't talk things. about it. But yeah, COVID didn't help at all. Uh, yeah, we're we'll seeing sure. the numbers
1: spike sure. across oh, the yeah. board in every age group. Um, people aren't made to be isolated, so yeah. <laughs> quarantining an entire world is oh. not a
0: great move for mental health. <laughs> no. Uh, so, wow. Well, that's awesome. That I love that that you've taken the opportunity now and and really made it your passion in life to to do hard things and raise awareness. So, in 2021, you. Ran a marathon. Tell, tell me, ran is, but it's relative. <laughs> I have run some some things like that too. Yeah. <laughs> so I, before before you considered before you decided on a marathon, how's how far is the furthest that you would run?
1: Uh, had run? I did. Did you, a, had I you did run a five k once?
0: <laughs> okay. Like twenty years ago on a bat yeah, yeah kind of a thing. Okay. Uh, All right. I hate running. I hate <laughs> running.
1: Uh, before I ran the marathon, honestly, my opinion was that why would you run unless something's chasing you? <laughs> There's just sure. no reason for that. <laughs> there are better ways to do cardio that don't hurt so bad. So uh, yeah, I really hadn't. Uh, it, it's kind of an interesting story that ties back to you with the marathon because when I was in my early 20s, I, I came up with a goal. By the time I'm 45, I'm going to run a marathon. Okay. Okay. And At the time, I really didn't put any thought into it. I was like, you know what? I I want to be able to check off on my list that I did that. I'm one of those people that ran a marathon. And then I forgot about it for 20 years. (laughs) Right. It's it's uh, easier when you're young. It is. Yeah. (laughs) And I should have done it when I was young because then it wouldn't have hurt so bad. (laughs) But but I didn't. Uh, But then Um, one day, I saw a video from my crazy friend, Arlo. And he was talking about pulling his pickup truck. Uh, through the, the Salt Flats for ten miles, <laughs> uh, and when I saw what you were doing, I went, "Oh, that's awesome! That's awesome!" Mm-hmm. And then you talked about Operation Underground Railroad and everything that you were doing along with it, and and it just hit me. And I thought, "Well, I am going to run a marathon." I was forty three at the time, okay, maybe, oh, yeah. almost forty four, so uh-huh. out of time, right? Um, right. And I th- I I told myself I really am going to run it mm-hmm. because I just. Said I would, so I yeah. Would. yeah, yeah. Uh, and then I went, what a wasted opportunity. Why would I not tie this to uh, something and create good um, from it? Uh, my, the Crohn's disease, back when I was 15, one of the side effects of that, that disease is you can have autoimmune flare ups throughout your system. Okay, so right, I right. was diagnosed with arthritis in my knees when I was 15. Oh, geez. And so by the time I got to 44, my knees were bone on bone, they, yeah. were, they were done. Uh, And I knew the time was coming that I'd have to have them replaced. And (laughs) so I thought, you know what? Let's go out with a bang. Uh, If you've got to do it anyways, might as well make it for a reason.
0: Might as well.
1: Um, So I chose suicide prevention. And the concept was, I called it Run to Tomorrow. And the idea is if you can just make it through today, push on to tomorrow. And then tomorrow, push on to the next day. Uh, But the the concept was that I'm too old to run a marathon. Uh, My knees clearly were not up to the challenge. Uh, but if enough people come along and help, then I can make it. Yeah. If I were to do it on my own and just say, "Okay, hey, I'm going to go do it today," I never would have even started. Oh, okay. Um, wow. But having more people involved, there's accountability there. Yeah. There's yeah, support. Yeah. There's motivation. Uh, so I told everybody in the community, "Come run any portion of it. Oh, you yeah. can come walk. You can come run. Join me for a mile. Join me for ten miles. It doesn't matter. Just." Somebody be with me for yeah. the whole marathon, and I'll make yeah, it. Yeah, and, yeah. and they did. So uh, September fourth, twenty twenty-one, I ran the marathon. Uh, every single step hurt really, really bad. <laughs> um, honestly, the training I think is what, what was the worst part because uh-huh. my, my daughter ran it with me, um, and she was she's nineteen now, so she was seventeen. Oh, okay. Um, we ran just shy of six hundred miles in preparing oh my for goodness. the marathon, so uh, over I don't know seven months or something. Yeah, yeah. And so the day of the marathon uh, really was the first time that I felt afraid. Okay. Uh, that morning I was taking a shower, and I thought, "What if I can't do it?" Oh, <laughs> right, and right. Honestly, it had never occurred to me. Yeah, yeah and, yeah. and that morning I thought, "Oh, that would be embarrassing. There's <laughs> a lot of people." coming but then i told myself this is the whole concept all i have to do is keep putting one foot in front of the other and if it takes me 12 hours so be it if it takes me four hours great because then i don't have to do it as long so (laughs) uh, but at the end of the day i'm pretty good with pain so Uh, i can just keep putting one foot in front of the other so people showed up um i had a one of my students that he was at the high school now but he had been my student before uh, he came completely unprepared to run, but he was passionate about it, so he joined me. He was wearing Levi's. I think he was. In, they were skinny jeans. <laughs> oh no! Uh, and it seemed like he had on like loafers or something. Like he yeah, was not yeah, at all yeah. prepared to run. He ran ten miles. on oh, wow. That day, and I kept telling him, "You don't have to run yeah, anymore. Yeah, yeah. Don't hurt yourself <laughs> because you're not prepared for this." And he just went, "I just want to be part of it. I just want to be here." That is and so, awesome. so While we were running, uh, he told me that when he was in my class, uh, he said, do you remember the day that I missed? And I actually did remember it because uh-huh. I never missed school okay. except one day. And, and that day, I thought, that's really odd that he didn't come yeah. to class. Uh, the next day he came, and he just wasn't well. Hmm. And I thought, ooh, he must have been really sick. And so I asked him, and he said, yeah, I was sick, and that was it. So he said, we're running along, and he says, Mr. B. Kraft, that, uh the day that I missed, it's because the night before, I took a whole bottle of pills. Oh, and wow. And he said, the next morning, I woke up, and I didn't plan on waking up, and so I didn't know what to do. So he said, I was really sick, and so I just told my parents I was sick, and I stayed home. And he said, the next day, I wasn't sick anymore, so I didn't know what to do, so I came to school, because that's what you do. And he said, that was the day that you announced to the class that you were going to be running a marathon for suicide prevention. And he said, after that, I knew at least one person cares. So he said, I'm here because you're here. And so I stopped wow. running, and I'm like, give me a hug, man. Are you, Are no you kidding, kidding me right now? And it, it was amazing. We don't usually get to hear the stories about right, people right. to help. Yeah. Uh, so to actually hear one was phenomenal. And honestly, if I do this the rest of my life, it was all worth that one. Yeah, that one first, moment, that, for it sure. Was, it was amazing. So uh, so I ran the marathon. Um, we'll say successfully. In quotes. <laughs> uh, it took me, it took about six hours Okay. Uh, to run the marathon. I did one marathon in six uh, hours. Oh, so there you right? Uh <laughs> when, when I finished, uh, I had a tough time walking um, yeah. for a little while. And it, it took me a couple days. And uh, my wife and I ride a motorcycle a lot. I didn't even uh-huh. try it out for like a month oh. because my hip flexors oh, were no. just, they were done. Yeah, yeah. Um, but my knees were... Well and truly finished. So from uh-huh. that point forward, just walking, you could hear them grinding. Like oh, it, was, no. it was really oh. bad. So last year, last February, uh, so that would have been six months after the marathon, I had both knees replaced. Oh, did you? Oh, I didn't and realize uh, that. Really successful. Uh, that fantastic. was painful. That was a long uh-huh. recovery. But honestly, my knees are better now than they were really? when I was 15. Oh, that's fantastic. They're, they're really great. Wow. Uh, so that's why I'm looking at the bike ride this time because yeah. it's good for my knees to ride a bike. I don't know if that far
0: is good for you anything. <laughs> Agreed. Agree. So so Todd has decided now in twenty twenty four he's going to ride his bike across the United States. Yep. You're gonna What's be the a, large... gonna be a bear yeah. <laughs> What's the longest bike ride that you've been on? uh maybe 15 miles 15 miles yeah. okay so yeah. it's pretty close it's, it's about there, yeah. so it's not a huge leap <laughs> right, <laughs> the other. right how far um, is it how it's long just way, shy right? of 4,000 miles just shy of 4,000 so,
1: yeah i'm gonna go i i lived in north carolina yeah when i was yeah, a little yeah. kid uh so i'm gonna start on the coast of north carolina oh, i'm gonna go nice. through my hometown where i where i grew up as, as a little kid uh i'll come through roy and okay I'll, do, I'll meet here in roy and then i'm gonna go up through Rexburg. And then we'll finish in Washington so I can go through where I lived in Seattle. So oh, that's I can fantastic. See my people. Yeah. So you're not going straight across. You're going area. straight across. So. <laughs> no, we're going to add a little bit to it. Nice. Right? And the goal is to find old highways, back roads. Okay, right, right. And right. take my time. So yeah. it's about 50, 60 miles a day. Um, okay, for how, how many two days? Months, for two months. Days. Yeah, 60, 61 wow. days. If nothing slows me down. Right, right. It, it uh-huh. Maybe it's 70 days if I have to take some days yeah, off. yeah, and, yeah. But there will be some days where I'm steady downhill and I'll be able to pick up extra miles. We crossed three mountain ranges, so (laughs) those days I'm not going to cover a lot of Right, right. But that's why I set it for next summer so that this year I can
0: just start putting on miles and getting getting into shape. That's smart. That's smart. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. And you're doing this, what... What months? Um, When are you starting? I'll start 1st of June. 1st of June. twenty-four,
1: And we'll drive to North Carolina. My wife's going to follow me in a support vehicle. Oh, perfect. Good. Uh, My two sons will be 18 and 14. 14 then. 13, 14. Uh Uh, And they're going to come along. They'll ride some of it with me. They'll be in the car with, with their mom for part of it. Uh, I'm going to work with the Hope Squad so that the, the Hope Squad has groups across the entire country. Oh, okay. Uh, they're okay. international now, but oh, nice. uh, as I go along, I'll yeah. stop and meet with Hope Squad groups along the way uh, and that talk to is them. Awesome. I want to get word out to the communities where we'll be stopping for the night. Yeah. And, yeah, and yeah. I'll offer the same for those communities. Any night that I have an opportunity to just speak to communities, uh-huh. I'll do that along the way. So oh, wow. I'm going to book Roy High School. Auditor Fantastic. Good come here Good good. We'll, we'll, have a, <laughs> we'll have a meeting here. but honestly, it's you're familiar with the concept. The whole idea here is to do something outrageous because we live in a world that constantly pulls our direction, our, our attention in different directions. Yeah, yeah so yeah. doing something that's just out there uh-huh. captures people's imagination and it, and it, it forces them to listen. And yeah that's, that's yeah. really the point. I just want attention to the topic
0: that's it. That is so cool. Well, I'm incredibly proud of you. That's all, that's awesome. Thank you. I've done some crazy things, oh, but that's, that's way beyond me. No. <laughs> like, you do this I don't, stuff every day. I don't think I would you ever do You just use different means. <laughs> uh, I talking about that. It's funny, I had forgotten about our, our rollerblade to It was terrible. <laughs> it was terrible. Those were one of the dumbest ideas we ever had. It was a bad one. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I have my, those rollerblades
1: still in storage. Oh, do you?
0: Yeah. Nice. I think I have mine somewhere They've seen too. things. Yeah. <laughs> They've seen I noticed things. a video one day that
1: you did a challenge that somebody gave you to pick up the slosh pipe oh. with, with your rollerblades. Right, right. I, I recognize those skates. <laughs> nice. Yep. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I still, I still have a pair around here somewhere. Nice. <laughs> Those were fun days. Oh, man. We, man, we yeah. skated a lot. One of the hardest things that I think I've ever done still is try and drive a stick shift in mm-hmm. rollerblades. Hey, man. <laughs> <laughs> it's incredible we didn't die. Well, it, like, it is. <laughs> uh, we. Uh, I
1: really started reminiscing. I showed you a video. Um, you did a video, the, I think it was the spring after you did your first pole. Okay. No, it had to be the second year because you even had clips of the the camper pole. Oh, okay. From last year, and it uh-huh. it just kind of laid out. Here's how it started. Here's what we did first year, second year. Oh, yeah, and yeah. that kind yep. of thing. So I showed it to my students uh-huh. last week, uh, and I just asked them, "What are you going to do to leave your footprint on mm-hmm. the world? Right? What are you going to do that makes this world different because yeah. you were you were in it?" And it sparked an incredible conversation. But one of my students said. Mr. Beecraft, your friends are kind of crazy. <laughs> and, and then I just started to reminisce. Uh-huh. I remember jumping off the stairs at the event center. Oh, yeah. Uh, on our rollerblades. McDonald's had that little drop off wall. In right, for right. It was countless hours jumping off yeah. that. Anything that you could fall off of, we just for did sure. It on purpose.
0: Do you think that's any so. part of your knee issues? I'm, I'm sure. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I'm sure it didn't help. <laughs> Probably didn't help. Nope. Right. Oh, but I, I look back and I think. You know, they're really the only difference between people like you—that you're you're physically fit, you influence people constantly with their their health and what they're doing with their life. The only difference between people like you and the majority of people is the decision to just do hmm. something. Yeah, and that's really yeah, yeah. that's really it. And in this case, when it comes to mental health, there's not going to come a day where we, all of a sudden we wake up as a culture and go, you know what? We need to take care of our mental health. Right. And unfortunately, people don't even really look at it until they lose someone or they're struggling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, But statistically, 50% of people will have a mental health concern at some point oh, wow. in their life. 50%. Hmm. Um, but out of the 50% that will have a problem, only one third will get help. Oh, man. So, we can do better. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, And we have the means now that we can we can really help people. Uh-huh. We just have to get past the taboos, the stigmas that are right, weak right. if you
0: are struggling with mental health. Yeah. So, so, what is it that we can do to help people? Like, <clears throat> I think I think the, the conversation's key. The conversation, yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: Uh, studies show that just talking about how you're feeling uh-huh. can, it, I guess, the best... Comparison would be like a, a tea kettle. Uh, you put a, a teapot on the stove, and you have the lid on it, and it's building up pressure. It's getting okay. hotter and hotter, right. the, the pressure starts to build. Uh, people are like that, and if you don't let off the pressure, eventually you pop, hmm. right? But just talking to someone would be like taking the lid off, yeah. letting the steam escape. Still hot. There's still problems. Right, right. right. But you can, you can let off some of the pressure. Okay. And then the idea is... Get that person to a professional that can actually help. Yeah. And yeah. they'll turn the heat off. They'll help them actually address what's causing those issues, give them some coping skills to be able to improve uh, those things and head toward healing. And okay. That, that's the idea. Yeah. But for us, those of us that aren't professionals in those things. Just having honest conversations that, right, right. I'm sorry you feel that way, um, not trying to fix it because that's yeah, so patronizing yeah, yeah. And just, It just, it's so insulting to someone uh, uh, that feels that way. The, the idea yeah. of you just need to choose to be happy, just <laughs> right, fix your yeah. attitude. Those yeah. things don't help. Uh, really the best we can do is just put your arm around somebody and say, yeah. I'm sorry that you're feeling this way. I'm here with you. That's yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, That one thing will
0: really start to move toward healing people. Okay. Nice. <laughs> what, uh, what can people do? What can our listeners do to help with your, with your bike ride?
1: So this one has a lot of things I'm going to need. Okay. Um,
0: the logistics alone
1: is going to take a team of people. Yeah. Uh, because number one, I got to figure out the course. And okay. There is a course that's been established by people that do this on a regular basis crazy people um, they, <laughs> on a regular basis on a regular basis they do it on purpose regularly Whoa. Uh, that, that course goes from Virginia to Oregon okay and so most of that course is already laid out for me uh-huh. but the North Carolina piece and then the piece that goes to Washington at the end I gotta right, figure right. out those roads okay uh, then I need press releases that will go out to all of the communities figure out mile by mile where I'll be stopping each day right and then right. getting word to those communities uh, the the cost of it is gonna, yeah, going to be an issue. Uh, for sure, this is not a, a life changing cost, but probably in the ballpark of twenty five okay. uh, thousand yeah, dollars. to make it all right, happen. Right. Um, so I'm le- I'm going to look for business sponsors for that. Um, nice. Because I think there's a lot of businesses that would love to just have their name attached to an event like this. Yeah, um, absolutely. And honestly, it doesn't matter whether they're a national business or a local one, because uh-huh. my goal is to influence communities, communities. Locals, right, locals, right as we go along. Uh, so so that I'm looking for uh, know-how. I Honestly, I don't know a lot about bikes. Uh-huh. Uh, I, I know the basics.
0: Right, that right. That is all.
1: Uh, so... I'm going to need people just in the training portion to help me uh, be more efficient. Yeah, In the way that yeah, I'm riding, uh, even in uh, as far as repairing the bike, We're, right? We'll right. have a bunch of extra mm-hmm. parts in the in the vehicle as we okay. go along, and we'll just have to know. How to do those things yeah so yeah, it's a lot it's yeah a lot. absolutely uh and then i guess the last piece would be organizing events as i go along okay so, right. any community where i can speak that's what it's all about yeah so yeah. so there's plenty of opportunity to help absolutely <laughs> and and you have a you have a website right i do it's a uh, ride to tomorrow.com okay and it has there's sponsorship information there's a there's a form to fill out if you just want to be involved Oh, okay. uh, I'm going to be involved. Great. Here's what I'd like to do. Uh, there's a donation section if if somebody else uh-huh. wants to donate if, any of those things, they're all
0: awesome all needed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So are you going to be sleeping in the in the van or st- staying in hotels? Yeah,
1: it, we'll find out a little bit as of balls, we maybe. Yeah. It, if we could line up um, some type of a camper. Uh-huh. Uh, along the way, I think we'll do that. Maybe stay in a hotel every so often just yeah, to feel yeah, yeah. human. Um, <laughs> right. But that would be ideal because it will just cost less. Yeah, 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 I do have a good friend that works for a, a national hotel chain, and, and he called oh, nice. me up last week and he said, I can't give you free rooms, but I can give you my discount. Okay. And so, at least some of the days, we'll stay, yeah, yeah. we'll stay in a hotel and have a real shower, and uh-huh. that'll be helpful. <laughs> Um, but, but for the most part, I think we'll, if we can line up a camper, we'll, yeah, we'll yeah, spend yeah. some time there.
0: Okay. Yeah. Have you ever, have you ever, are you familiar at all with, with, uh, James Lawrence, the Iron Cowboy? Thing. Yes. Okay. <laughs> uh,
1: I watched his, the documentary again with my son. Okay. Right, like a month ago. Yeah. And yeah. I yeah. said, you know, if he can do that, uh-huh. I can certainly do that. Right. <laughs> but, I mean, I'm only talking five, six hours a day. Yeah. Of yeah working yeah. out that guy went.
0: Fourteen unreal. hours a day for fifty days. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I wonder if I don't know. We should reach out to him. Agree. <laughs> Just agreed. see it's not what, a bad idea. what help he what help he can give. Whether yeah. it's logistic. Sure. Because I mean, me like the, the logistics stated. was yeah. unreal on unreal. how to do that. <laughs> yeah. Yep. But but yeah, I mean, we should we should reach out to him. I agree. So, yeah. Anyway. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> so what's next after this? Or. You probably haven't thought about that, uh, huh? This one just hit me. <laughs> I,
1: I, don't, I honestly don't even remember how I came up with this. Okay. Idea, uh-huh. But one night, I, it sounds like you have a similar experience with your wife. I, I'm sitting there and I looked over <laughs> my wife and I said, I know my next thing. Uh-huh. And she went, oh, of course you do. <laughs> um, but she, she's phenomenal. Every harebrained idea that I come up yeah, with, she goes, right. you're nuts. I don't like it. It sounds dangerous. But of course, I've got your back. That and is that's, awesome. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. Amazing.
0: Having people to support you is That's huge. <laughs> so. definitely needed.
1: Uh, truth be told, I think that she probably has more prep to do for this than I do because yeah, she's going to have right, one right. buff leg from just riding a bike <laughs> for 4,000 miles, 12 miles an hour across the oh. entire United States in a car is going to be oh, rough. Man. <laughs> that will Absolutely. be rough.
0: Yep. So, Is she bringing a friend or, or someone? Just the boys. It's okay. Yeah, just the
1: boys. So, <laughs> uh, Luckily, by then, my oldest will be 18, so he'll be able to drive yeah, at least yeah, a part yeah. of the time okay. uh, along the way. But oof, that's rough.
0: Yeah. So I told her, absolutely, I mean, I'll
1: yeah. have a phone with me, so sometimes she can just hop ahead, get to the next community, yeah, and right, right. wait it out, and that's okay. Uh-huh. So, But uh, ideally, I'd like to set up GoPros. Oh, uh, yeah. Get some camera shots along the way. And then when I'm finished with all of it, uh-huh. do a documentary like the Iron Cowboy did. Uh, yeah, yeah and, yeah. and just show everybody what it's all about. And then all the communities that I didn't go to, we can still get oh, the, yeah. the message out yeah, to yeah. all of those
0: communities. Oh, fantastic. So,
1: so if you know anyone that's great at mixing videos and putting together okay. that stuff, <laughs> also needed. All right. Sounds good.
0: <laughs> yep. Well, yeah. that is awesome. Yeah. Um, Man, I'm excited for your bike ride. Yeah, me too. Me too. I wish <laughs> it weren't so I'm glad it's way. not me, but I'm excited for your bike ride. <laughs> I,
1: honestly, I'm, I'm excited to see the country at 12 miles an hour. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. It's beautiful, anyways. But to be on a back road, oh, just pedaling yeah. along at your base, we, we tend to rush through uh, it. Huh? We do. And I've traveled back and forth a lot of times in cars, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. but this will be different. No freeways. Yeah, yeah. Just yeah. back road. I expect we're going to see some wildlife. Yeah, um, We'll yeah, meet yeah. really cool people along the way. I mean, it, it, this is going to be a beautiful experience. Absolutely. So, yeah.
0: Well, I'm excited for you. And uh, yeah, we'll certainly try and help you out any way that we appreciate can. So, I appreciate it. Yeah. Anything else you want to talk about before we wrap it up? I don't, I think
1: that's it. That's awesome. it. Go to the website. Check it
0: out. Get involved. Very good. Again, it's ride ridetotomorrow.com. That's right? correct. Awesome. Yep. yep. Check it out. We'd love your support. And Todd's going to need a lot of support. A so. lot. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we appreciate you listening. Todd, thank you so much thank for you. coming on the podcast. It's good to see and you. It's great to see you, <laughs> too. I haven't seen Todd. How long has it been? I think it's our 20th reunion. Holy moly. Yeah, it's, yeah, been a, so. it's been a minute. Yeah. Five, six and before seven. that, it had been years, too. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay. Well, it's great to see you. Thanks for coming up today. All right. Thanks, Arlo. (laughs)